Welcome back to Simply Superior. I'm Robin Washington, and we're joined by Rick Lubbers of the Duluth News Tribune. Hello, Rick. Hi, Robin. We also have a report from WPR News reporter Danielle Kading on a move by the Bad River tribe of Lake Superior, Chippewa, seeking an emergency court order to shut down the Enbridge Energy oil and gas pipeline due to fears about river flooding. Here's her report. Attorneys for the Bad River Band of Lake Superior Chippewa filed an emergency motion in federal court to shut down Line 5. The tribe's attorneys say the Bad River is less than 15 feet from the pipeline at four locations and only 11 feet of riverbank remains in one spot. Bad River Tribal Chair Mike Wiggins Jr. says the situation poses a tangible threat to the Bad River watershed and Lake Superior. Enbridge is all about profit over everything and uh, we are about our future generations and protecting our ecosystems and downstream resources. Enbridge says there's no cause for alarm and no risk to the pipeline, which continues to operate safely. An Enbridge spokesperson says a shutdown would have severe consequences for the U.S. and Canada. The tribe's attorneys want a federal judge to rule on its motion by Friday. Daniel Kading, Wisconsin Public Radio. And that ruling was indeed requested for today. So, Rick, in addition to flooding, spring also means road repair, and the city of Duluth has found a pot of gold, if you will, for fixing those potholes, specifically money coming from federal pandemic relief. Yes, uh, Duluth Mayor Emily Larson got her wish Monday night uh, when the city council reversed course and voted not to implement budget cuts that had earlier been approved in an effort to rein in property taxes. Uh, Following Larson's lead, uh, the council will instead use federal pandemic relief assistance the city received through the American Rescue Plan Act to plug a $383,000 budget gap uh, created when they sought to trim 1% uh, from city administration's proposed 8.9% levy increase. Uh, Councilors had uh, previously expressed concerns about using one-time federal funding to cover the city's ongoing operation costs. The Larson pointed out that the picture has changed since the December budget setting vote. Uh, Larson suggested the city's financial outlook has brightened considerably. She noted in April that uh, Duluth is now anticipating more than a $5 million boost in local government aid it received from the state. Uh, One counselor, however, uh, noted that the increase in local government aid could be a more modest $2 million based on recent Senate committee proposals. Uh, But the ordinance to amend the city budget uh, passed on an 8-1 to one vote uh, with 3rd District Councilor Roz Randorf, the sole dissenter. Uh, she expressed concern about not finding $383,000 of savings in a $107 million budget. The reallocation of American Rescue Plan Act funds will leave Duluth with just $38,000 in remaining undedicated federal pandemic relief funding. Um, this is according to City Finance Director Jen Carlson. Uh, but again, the uh, The ordinance passed by an 8-to-1 vote, um, and now that pandemic relief money will be used in the budget. All right. Well, however they're paying for it, if the roads are fixed, you might head out of town to a local lake. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, Wisconsinites already enjoyed their fishing opener uh, last week, uh, and Minnesota's fishing opener starts at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. Uh, But as of Wednesday, most lakes in northern Minnesota still had some ice on them. But many of those lakes should lose their ice over the next week. Ice out had progressed as far north as some Brainerd area lakes. The exception appears to be lakes in Minnesota's Arrowhead region, uh, which remain stubbornly locked in ice with snow on the ground in the woods still. Um, It's very likely several lakes in Cook Lake and northern St. Louis counties won't be ice-free by Saturday. 
the most current information, of course, will be able to come from local bait shops, lodges, or residents on a lake. Uh, a statewide interactive map showing lake ice out status is also available on the Minnesota DNR website. Now, anglers may experience a mineral shortage as well this season uh, due to the tough winter and late ice out. Uh, heavy snow on top of the ice on mineral rearing ponds in west central Minnesota blocked sunlight and caused a decrease in oxygen, and many ponds suffered winter kill. Some ponds are producing fewer than one quarter the number of minnows expected, and bait shops may be in short supply. Uh, so buy your bait as early as possible, um, but expect to pay a little bit more than in past years. All right, I'll remember that. And finally, back on the roads, there's one in the Twin Cities metro area that might be perfect for your little red Corvette or anything purple. <laughs> yes, uh, late music icon and Minnesota native Prince will soon have a state highway named in his honor uh, with purple signs marking the route. Uh, the Minnesota Senate on May 4 passed a bill uh, to rename a road for the pop star uh, who died in 2016. Uh, seven miles of Trunk Highway 5 in the southwest Minneapolis suburbs of Chanhassen and Eden Prairie will be called the Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. Uh, Senate discussion of the bill was replete with references to Prince's music and stories from lawmakers about their interactions with the star, with one senator referencing the opening lines of Prince's Let's Go Crazy. Members, or I suppose dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called the 2023 legislative session. We never mean to cause you any sorrow. We never mean to cause you any pain. We only want to see you laughing, laughing and celebrating with this purple sign. Uh, Minnesota highway signs can't be purple, however, under Department of Transportation guidelines. But in this case, lawmakers consulted with the agency and worked to make an exception. Memorial highways are typically marked with a brown sign. The cost of renaming the highway and all the signage is being covered by friends and fans of the late artist, and there will be no cost to taxpayers. Uh, Prince uh, was born in Minneapolis on June 7, 1958. Uh, he started playing music at a young age and by 19 had his first record deal. Uh, he exploded into stardom in the 80s, becoming famous for hits like When Doves Cry and Purple Rain. Uh, Multi-instrumentalist and prolific musician, uh, Prince released nearly 40 albums over his career and sold more than 100 million records. Uh, many of his recordings remain unreleased. Prince died of an accidental fentanyl overdose on April 21, 2016 at Paisley Park, uh, his home and recording studio in Chanhassen, and the uh, Seven Mile Highway passes uh, Paisley Park. The Memorial Highway bill passed the House previously on the seventh anniversary of Prince's death, uh, and then was passed last week by the Senate and then signed by Governor Tim Walls. Uh, the dedication is expected to happen sometime before June 7th. All right, and we're sure the governor signed it, correct? <laughs> yes, he has officially signed it in purple ink, I believe. All right. Well, I'm double-checking because Minnesota lawmakers may have paid special attention to that after having intended to name a stretch of road in Duluth, the Walter F. Mondale Highway, back in the 2000 aughts, but they forgot they didn't really pass the bill at the end of a busy session, and your newspaper reminded them in a surprise editorial the next year, and they indeed got to it the following session and had an opening ceremony with the former vice president where they presented to him a cake uh, and a facsimile of that newspaper page. We've been joined by Rick Lovers, executive editor of the Duluth News Tribune. Thank you, Rick. 
Thanks, Robin. You can stay updated on these stories and all the regional news anytime at WPR.org and DuluthNewsTribune.com. And that's it for this edition of Simply Superior. We leave you with more of the music of the Dan Nelson Trio. I'm Robin Washington. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you.